I wanted to kind of just go back a little bit into the beginning of this month when um, when Elizabeth Warren um, dropped out, and uh, I I wanted to. So what happened? Like I like what happened to Elizabeth Warren, dude? Like she after what is it? The, the, was it the Nevada primaries or or, or the so South Carolina primaries? I could tell, like, you, I could tell you real simple, and I happened. said it almost. I said it a year ago. This is a white man's election. I said this. I said this on this podcast, several podcasts back, even before the election kicked off. Next president is going to be a white man. Nothing happened to Elizabeth Warren. She just wasn't the theme of the election. Just like in 2016, it was the election of the outsider. The guy winning was going to be an outsider. Every election has a theme, whether you're the greatest candidate or not. If you're not in the theme of the election, He's just not going to make it to the top. That's not what you said. Uh, it's kind of funny because I, 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 I inherently want to disagree with you, but I don't. Um, and just that. If you, if you, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and intrinsically, I want to be like, that's not it. And, you know, there are like lots of different factors, but if you just take a broad look at it, People were the biggest concern everybody had was electability, um, and what people oh, yeah. think of is electability is—is that wrong? Is, is that wrong? No, that, so it's like, what do you define as electability, right? If I said a black Somebody guy named Hussein was Trump, no, but okay, so yeah, you so you say that, right? But like, if if it was 2008 and I said, yo, the most electable person is a black guy named Hussein from the Philippines. I, would you say I that to the most electable person? I would have told you to go jump off a bridge, you dumb fuck. I would have told you that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When 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 this was in in eight oh nine, okay. dude, I would have I was I, I would have most likely fell for the okie doke and said yes, I'll vote for a guy named Hussein and he was a black guy. Yeah, because but because you only care that he was a black guy. Me and Ed exactly. started talking rational thinking politics I was, I was in the with, era was of with, their time. But I was with the S. common S. black folks. Estat, hold on, Estat. My theme thing still applies here. That election, yeah. 2008, whoever won the Democratic primary was going to be the president of the United States because America was done with Republicans. Bush had yeah. us all pissed the fuck off. The problem oh, yeah, is Obama up. got lucky that he was running against Hillary Clinton, the most unlikable political candidate you could possibly run against. Anybody could be Hillary Clinton. And as we've seen, it's happened to her a few times. So yeah. that is all it was. Obama got lucky. If his candidate was anyone else more seasoned, I don't think he would have been as smooth as it was. But he went up against some really sucky Democratic candidates because they were all like, oh, it's a lightweight. We already know yeah. we're winning. Here he came with pizzazz and expectations, and it was a whole different world. He really fixed the black people are going to for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you didn't know that right away. <laughs> no. I, so, like, what, what you're saying is is true, and that's why I don't want to – that's why I'm not disagreeing with you on this point. Because, like, so even when we go back to the electability point, if you said something like, you know, you know the guy who's going to win the South is going to be a New York hotel magnet who cheats on his wife, but he's going to get the evangelical vote. Like, nobody yeah. knows what – what, I couldn't have called um, that. I would have told you to jump off the bridge for that one, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't have nobody, called that one. Nobody knows what electability is, but they can tell you what it looks like. It looks like all the past presidents, which is a white male. 
So when they're looking at this guy, they're like, who's the most electable person? Oh, like a white male, because we need to bring back the, the working class people of Wisconsin. And they're not going to vote for a woman. They're not going to vote for a black guy. They're not going to vote for whatever. The only person who was going to be able to win the Democratic primary was going to have to convince a large amount of people that taking a risk on them was not taking a risk. Like that it was just, you know, like this was just a, a, a thing that they had in the bag. And nobody else was able to do that. Like, Warren got the closest to doing it, but she she took the bait on a lot of stuff that people were hammering her with, which she shouldn't have. And she just wasn't so extraordinary. You know that, that saying, be twice as good for black people? She would have had mm-hmm. to like four times as good as anybody else. Like she and she wasn't consistent with floor. her hot moments. You're very right. She had to be better. And she didn't keep the heat. Like, she had hot moments, but she didn't keep the heat. Yeah. Well, I, I, was, I was, was it the fact that she didn't keep the heat? or Because or, it seemed like she kept, she, I, in my opinion, she kept coming at it. She always said she had a plan. They even said that, um, you know, one of her slogans was, you know, uh, she had, um, I have a plan for that. Because she had a lot of plans, like something that a lot of candidates, in my opinion, did not have, but Elizabeth Warren did have, and she looked promising, but it just faded. Her candle just faded out, dude. Because she well, wasn't so, the theme. <laughs> it's not like she wasn't the theme. So, like, I, I, I said this, too. Like, with Elizabeth, the thing that always annoyed me about her is I, I love Elizabeth Warren. Like, I would have voted for her nine out of ten times. Me too. But, Me um, too. But, so, there's two instances that I think that you could see her, her insecurity play out. So when Trump was going after her, like, oh, like, you're Pocahontas, Pocahontas, ha, ha, ha. Like, the thing you don't do is go take a DNA test. Like, why do you let this guy get into your head so thoroughly that you go get a DNA test and you just look like an asshole? Um, So she does that or whatever. Okay, fine. That was months ago. Who cares? Um, And then with this one, so you get into the primary, you start whipping ass, um, and then they start talking to you about how you're going to pay for Medicare for all. 25 people on that stage signed up for medical for all, care for all. Why are you the only one on there trying to tell people how you want to pay for it? Like, mm-hmm. just don't bite the bullet every single time somebody tries to get under your skin. But, like, she wanted to be the person with the plan. I have the plan. I am the smartest person. And I'm, prove I'm, everybody wrong. Yeah, I see yeah, that. Okay. And, and then you take the bait on these things and you keep getting hammered. Like, mm. and it's just, like, as much as, like, I think she could have won – a different election, but this this one, everybody was so nervous, and when they started bludgeoning her about this Medicare for All thing and how she was going to pay for it, um, it just kind of dimmed her light. And I, I just think true. that I think that it was part of the reason is just like a everybody thought Joe Biden was going to win, but nobody kind of rose to the top. They said Joe Biden got it, um, and B it was just like she would have had to like just crush every single moment. I don't know if it was realistic to expect her to do that. I don't think anybody could have. Um, so I just think it comes down to those factors. So what's our issue? So, so Biden, he started out. So Elizabeth Warren started out better than Biden did. And is it? Can we, can, can we say Hazel, that Iowa? Hazel, can we, can we, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I can have we, no idea hold on, what can happened we say that, after. Oh, I wanted to say, can we say that Iowa is just not like that? That that be, the beginning primaries is really not one where we should be looking. Um, you know, or, or putting so much um, eggs into the basket at that point that's in time because Joe Biden was not that's, doing anything. That's too simple of a explanation to explain what happened. 
because mm. even under normal circumstances, this is a little crazy. Biden oh, won yeah. one state. It was like everyone was waiting <laughs> to see if he could just win anything. He won one state, and Dems were like, okay. And then all the Democrats dropped out and endorsed him, which I think drastically turned the Bernie Sanders people off. It Like, yeah. if you were looking for a reason for them to say rigged election, that's what they said. When I talk to my Sanders supporters, it's not – it's just I don't – it's like it's not going to happen, bro. The Democrats are always going to fuck – fuck Sanders. And that's what happened to your young turnout. They're just not coming out. It's not that they don't mm. believe in Sanders. They don't believe in the system at all. And yeah. that is a great disservice to the entirety of our future politics, because now you've lost the entire generation. Yeah. It's no one's fault, and I can't blame Biden for winning, and I can't blame them for giving up hope. But, like, now we've created a very bad scenario where the turnout, sure, rank-and-file Democrats are going to vote for the establishment candidates. But rank-and-file Democrats aren't enough to win the general election. And electoral college polls are all over the place right now. So uh, so I'll just take it back to, to the Iowa question, because I think it's important, but, like, I think that you have to – look at what actually happened in Iowa. So mm. over the last, I forget how many cycles, but it's it's a very long period of time where if you win Iowa, not like 100% of the time, you win the election. You win the, you win the um, nomination. So yeah. really, you come out of Iowa. Like, for instance, that's why Barack Obama was able to win the nomination, because after he won Iowa, a lot of African Americans saw him as something for real. And you yeah. get this and everybody huge, that's chill. Yeah, dominoes after that. Yeah. You, you get a huge media bump, right? So you're the first person. So everybody's looking at who's going to win anything, and then you're the first person to actually win something. So everybody is like, oh, my God, who are you? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. Pete Buttigieg won. But what happened was they screwed up the freaking election. And nobody oh, yeah, I, won they fucked up. Yeah, they fucked up bad. So, so he gets no bump. He gets zero bump there. He goes into New Hampshire and he ties with Sanders. So now the only other person who's like, there's no, there was no bump out of both of those places. So, uh, so, so when we talk about when we talk about, he won the popular vote in Iowa, though. Yeah, but so if you look at so this is the like, problem with like we're talking about. Everyone's talking about this guy won Iowa, but he did it. Never before had that happened before where someone won the popular vote in Iowa and didn't win the election. It was almost like foreshadowing. The reason why you can't find an example of that is because they never released the popular votes. They only released the delegate votes. This is the no. first time they were trying to do that. So it's, it's, it's a situation where, like, they tried to do something new and different and tried to release all these numbers because that's what the Sanders people were complaining about last time. They're like, we're winning, you know, more votes, but we're not winning these delegate counts because a lot of times, a lot of these candidates, they put into, into, um, what say, delegate strategy because the delegate counts are also just like the electoral colleges now where you can win the, the delegate math, but you don't have to necessarily win the popular math. The, pop, the delegate math favors rural communities over big urban ones. Um, so, like, is this a situation where, like, everything kind of fell apart? So, like, everybody was just waiting to see who could get the black vote, and Biden just, 
lucked out that the first two contests were just medals um, yeah. and all this other stuff was happening. I mean, like, when was the last time Iowa fell apart and there was an impeachment hearing going on during the first three states? That's true, yeah. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's unprecedented. Yeah. This so, is like, unprecedented. You can't get any... You can't get any bounce until South Carolina and Super Tuesday. Um, and so those are the off. biggest states, and he took off that. Like, is that's it when the fair to started. see? Is fair, it fair, fair to I see? I want to ask about your Florida, yeah, your Florida man, prediction. I, I do no, no, because every no, that. well, everything went to shit. The numbers completely flipped after the South Carolina vote. Like it was yeah. a whole new game. But I think yeah. the numbers started changing after Iowa too. My problem with the Bernie Sanders crowd is. They already felt hurt. Does that make sense? They already mm-hmm. felt like the game was rigged. And in the first three primaries, after it Iowa and like New that. Hampshire, yeah. Yeah. Iowa, New Hampshire, it looked like what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the narrative that's not really being talked about. How the Democratic Party just lost an entire generation, the generation mm-hmm. that they actually need to come out in order to win. Democrats Look, cannot I'm, win the general election with their older crowd. They need young people to come out and vote, but now all the polls are showing that young people have given up. You have more young people voting in a lax election in most of the states than you do now. With the exception of Virginia, which is the only state that had huge new turnout, it's looking bad. Okay, so... Well, I have to keep it real here. So... I don't know why Bernie Sanders supporters would be feel aggrieved after the first three states where he Bernie Sanders won three of them. Like I don't know how, and the, the other person is Pete Buttigieg. Like I don't know how they feel as if. Like I feel like the only times they don't feel aggrieved is when they win. Like and the other times, you got But the problem is, you're saying he's won those states, but that's not the narrative that they present on the media. That's not the narrative that the pundits are saying. It's he won. I mean, Iowa, Pete somewhat won, but but. he fucked it because of that app. And then after that, Bernie was like, was on the top. But and, and that's the thing. Bernie was like in, in either in second or in close. Not like a single, not a single other candidate endorsed Bernie. Not a single one. Not well, one that's, other no, that's one of them. Like yeah, that's, that's what, what makes it look like when you talk about establishment what politics and you talk about why these young people don't like the game. In no way, shape, or form did the Democrats do anything to try to bring them over. Bernie Sanders threw a Biden, an olive branch at the debate. He didn't even take it. They have made no attempts to get the people they need to win the election. Black people are not enough to win you the election. Obama did not win the election with black people. He won the election with young people. And I don't know why Democrats, no one talks about this. We are talking about winning these demographics that are not enough in the general. Look, so, first off, isn't it Bernie Sanders' fault that nobody endorsed him when they dropped out? Like, that sounds like it's his job to get allies it's on his side. It's not his fault. I'm not... just saying how it looks to his supporters. It's not about fault. I'm talking about how that's people perceive, Bernie to do. perceive a narrative. We're not talking about Bernie now. We're talking about how do you win his supporters to come out and vote, regardless but if you go through supporters. him. 
like how, how do the supporters blame other people for not endorsing Bernie Sanders? Like if your if yeah, your dog yeah, in the yeah. fight is Bernie Sanders and he's not getting enough allies on his side so that when they drop out, That's they endorse him. him. I don't know why it's like some big Democratic conspiracy. It's not. He just didn't do okay. He okay. thought he was going right. to win that 30 Hey, okay. All right. I'm trying to present to you I'm trying to present to you the point of view in which these people are, are thinking and looking at the scenario, but you're just answering it with, Well, that's the way the game is run, which is their very quintessential problem. No, they have that. a problem with the it's it's on yes, it's up to Bernie to do that. Yeah. Why is it? Why, how is it? How is it that? How that's is how it that the Bernie supporters? They're not seeing it that way. The way Green. they see it, the way they see it is, it's, it's like all of them took his pieces of his platform, right? All of them took pieces of his platform. Everything most of the Democrats are feeding are things Bernie started saying before, and then they hopped out the race to address Joe Biden, who was using none of the pieces of those platforms. There's a level of disingenuousness that I don't think you two are saying. You guys are like, oh, that's a game. They didn't come out. They didn't vote. Blah, 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 blah. You're talking to a very emotional group of people. They're not logical thinkers. They're emotional. They actually followed this guy because they believed in his philosophies. The other side doesn't have that. No one's following Joe Biden because they believe in his philosophies. They believe in the new things he's going to do. They're following him just because he can beat Trump. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. You have you need to change your narrative to how you're talking to a people who are part of a revolution in a movement. There's an emotional attachment they have here that I don't think the Dems are addressing right if they truly want to win in November. If we're talking about how do we win in November, then we need to talk about how do we get young people excited for the candidate you're presenting. And right now, y'all not doing that. And if we try to my bring only, up my only issues, thing is that I do want to look into, I really do want to look into this this aspect of um, of, of the of the young voter voter. Obama didn't win by older voters; he won by younger voters. Like it, my thing is, it, it, Bernie Sanders' core hardcore base only makes up about a quarter of the vote. Like the the main people who did not vote for for Bernie were white working class, white rural class voters. So, like, is it true that you need that you would need Bernie all, does like, horrible among everybody? Well, Bernie does horrible in primaries amongst older voters. Older voters don't support Bernie because socialism means something completely different to their generation than it does to the younger generation. It's like a boogeyman thing. So that's a huge play. When you talk wouldn't, about that be, so wouldn't that be up to the Bernie Sanders campaign to be able to 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 mitigate that and bring the, and, and bridge that gap? And, so to speak? Hey, look, you're 100 percent right, and he failed to do that. There's a lot of failure to bridge gaps here, but right now the gap, the bridge that needs to be Bernie's already knocked out of this race for the most part. The bridge yeah. that needs to be the bridge that needs to be built is not between Bernie Sanders and the Biden folk. It's between Biden and the Bernie Sanders folk. And what I you, think what do you, right what do you now say, is what do you that's say, the biggest what do you risk say about the losing of the election. What do you say to the people who are saying that Bernie Sanders, their, his base, it almost mimics 
um, Trump's base. What do you say about that? That's a lot. There was, a, there was they, a Harvard study. There was a Harvard study that was just released that said all the campaign's uh, supporters are equally vindictive to everybody else. There's this well, false narrative that the Bernie Bros are worse than everybody else, but that's not true. Biden people attack Bernie people just with the same veracity that Bernie people attack Biden people. Even during the last Bernie, election in 2016. What about Bernie and Trump, though? Because they're saying that they're, they're almost compared. How so would you way, compare Bernie Sanders with Trump? There's a small similarity. The, all but it's political the same. supporters are the same. A, uh, a passionate political supporter is going to vindictively attack someone else if they're passionate about their candidate. I'm not talking about that, but what I'm talking about is that, so if you look at the people who came out and voted for Trump, most of them were like people who didn't particularly um, participate in, in the system at all. They saw Trump as some kind of like an outsider, like a new breath of fresh air, and they jumped into the system and they started voting. And Bernie attracts that same group of people, but on the left. So these are people who were never going to vote for a Democratic person anyway, because they just thought that they were all part of the system. And when Bernie came in, they decided to jump into that system. But they're going to leave and take that ball away as soon as um, as soon as Bernie leaves. And I think the same thing would have happened with Donald Trump. The only reason why Donald Trump was able to win the, the, the primary and Bernie hasn't been able to, because all the Republicans stayed in the race. So if you look at like this whole thing with like Biden, all these other people, Biden, um, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar had stayed in the race, Bernie would have won. Because they would have divided up their whole group of people, and Bernie would have kept going off of that 35, 36, 40%. He could have kept winning states that way. Um, so I do think that, like, when you look at the two brands of supporters, like, one of them is going to be like, look, if it's not Bernie, I'm just leaving. But I don't know if anybody would have said the same thing about Biden. Like, nobody's like, I'm not, if Biden's not the guy, I'm not voting for a Democrat. Um, like, there's nobody in yeah, that train, but there is the, yeah. that, that group of people within the Bernie faction. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, all right, so kind of just going off from just of, of what happened last week. So Joe, Joe Biden won um, in, in big losses in Missouri and Mississippi, Michigan, which was one of those states that um, Bernie, you know, needed to win. It kind of was one of those, like, really important. And in and, and Florida, and, and, and Biden ended up winning Florida. And Bernie had some very significant losses. So, um, and just as you said, Pharaoh, um, those candidates, like, uh, granted, I know that Warren has not endorsed yet, uh, from my understanding, but, um, you know, with Tulsi Gabbard, finally, she, she dropped the hell out of the race, thank God. Amy Klobuchar and, and you know, all of them um, backing Biden, that, even when I heard that, that Pete Buttigieg was backing Biden, I was like, oh, this is done. Because, you know, he, he, Buttigieg had a really big, um, as you can see what happened, like in Iowa, you know, minus the fuck up, you know, on, on their end and so forth. But um, just as you said, like after South Carolina, I feel like, you know, Bernie, unfortunately, um, was done. Um, but what do you guys say about, who do you guys predict could possibly be a VP in regards to this? Like, who do you think, because I know, Esther, you said one time that, um, you know, in a previous podcast that, we should, um, or not that we, but they should, you know, put in a um, black female um, as as their VP. But what what do you any, any thoughts on that? Any changes to to that? And then Sarah, I want to I want to get your point of view after that. I think you just need a female progressive. I think you need somebody like okay. Warren, Stacey Abrams, 
somebody who's like huge on that side. Um, I mean, you could even do like an AOC, to be honest, like somebody on, on that side of the spectrum who's going to bring in a lot of progressive, um, you know, voters and somebody who can actually speak to that movement within the party. Um, if you, you can't, he can't pick somebody similar to himself. He can't pick like an establishment old guard type of Democrat. I, I think that him picking Elizabeth Warren um, would probably be the best pick, but um, you know, anybody else with like a national profile that's very progressive that young progressives can fall in love with, um, I think would, would, would be a great pick. Mm-hmm. Farrah, what do you say? Um, I mean, it would have to be the same, but I don't think it's going to be Warren. Um, Biden and Warren aren't really compatible personalities, um, so I don't see it being her. If it was her, that would be some real back-end establishment wheeling and dealing, uh, because I just don't think okay. their two camps are moldable camps. Um, AOC and Biden, I just don't see how that works either. <laughs> No, no, I, I absolutely don't see how AOC doesn't like how she can get along with Biden. But that would help the ticket. I mean, it would help the ticket, but you know, Biden needs someone who can be his VP, not tell him what to, he needs to do. And both <laughs> Warren and AOC are not VP candidates. They're this is what we need to do. I'm not dealing with this middle ground type shit. Um, so I just don't think they're compatible. It's like a liberal dream. Um, I don't know who he's going to pick for his VP. Stacey Abrams. I don't know why people like Stacey Abrams. I tried looking up, looking up with her political history. I didn't see any. Um, she just kind of seems like (laughs) someone people started to love because of her story. And that's cool, but, you know, I'm never going to go with a wild card. I, if we do this every time, I like a little well, more experience with my politicians. Uh, absolutely uh, not. No, <laughs> I don't like Kamala either. <laughs> like, I don't know what women, what woman Biden's going to pick that he can get along with that's going to help him win the election. There is a slight polling that I've seen that just any woman in general could push them over the top to win the election. Um, but you need the white women vote to kind of pull that off. And mm. the white women vote is a little split between Trump. So it kind of needs to be a white woman. And if it's a white woman, then, you know, you don't bring all the minority votes as consistently as you need. So I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I really don't know what yeah, woman I, I he like could the, pick. I like the Warren. Yeah, I, I like the Warren thing, um, but just as you bring in everything, especially like with Kamala, I mean, granted, I, I know that um, Stacey Abrams' name has been thrown out there, just, you know, I mean, granted, I think she could have a spot in the cabinet someplace. Like, I think that that's what the Democrats should do, if possible, uh, is just fill up like, all right, Klobuchar, you can get, you know, AG, and then so-and-so you can do, you know, HUD or whatever the case is, you know. You know, COVID and the Rona has definitely overshadowed everything. I mean, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen um, that they apparently did do some sort of debate with, like, no, like, audience or anything like that. But, I mean, with everything going on, I, I doubt that anybody watched that. So, 